0: Welcome to Movie Maniacs, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. With another edition of Movie Maniacs, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry talking about the greatest movies of all time. We're going to go back 40 years today to Labor Day movie releases uh, and uh, what we remember about them. Labor Day, not normally a huge weekend. Sometimes you'll get to the last uh, hurrah of summer, but it's normally uh, the number one movies are holdovers from big movies over the summer. But we'll see what was released over the last 40 years on Labor Day and it's anything out there that stands out. Um, Chuck and I were off last week, so we've got lots to talk about. Let's not waste any more time. And Chuck, I want to get right out of the gate because, you know, the last two years, it seems like we've been talking about streaming and what it means and how frustrating it could be and all this stuff. So right out of the gate, I want to get you aggravated and get your thoughts on the new Halloween movie released in theaters and on Peacock. October 5- fifteenth.
1: I didn't know that. You, you, you. I I'm breaking know news that. right now. You're breaking news. Tell right. me when. When did this develop?
0: It developed just uh, moments ago. Uh, See, since.
1: here's what it's doing because uh, as uh, the um, Peacock has a deal. Obviously, they're owned by NBC, right? Mm-hmm. For four, so let's say you, you. Let's say you have a Roku. Like I have a Roku in my business, right? right. And I, I want to watch Tampa Bay at Dallas or right. any Thursday night or Sunday night game for four ninety nine. I could. Pre- upgrade premium on Peacock and watch your those football games. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal, Mike. Not bad. It's that's not a bad. pretty good deal. I mean, i don't have if to you pay want to table. cut the
0: cord. If you want to it, cut the cord, it's a good you deal. Want to, yeah.
1: But my point is, um, that's a big coup. I mean, I, I guess they they probably want to really develop Peacock, and they're going to follow the model that uh, mm-hmm. Disney and and um well, Warner Brothers have used. What helps? I'm Peacock surprised. Out, I am surprised. I'm a
0: little surprised too. What helps Peacock out too? And If Delta variant doesn't come, do they do this? I don't know, maybe it's just a the theaters thing, but mm-hmm. I get Peacock with Xfinity and Comcast, so I the multiplexes
1: to are gonna be okay
0: in theaters, streaming only on Peacock October like 15th. Cow. I mean, uh, now I don't have to go to the movies because the last trailer I saw, I mean, this guy takes out an entire fire ladder company and and escape. Well, I mean, what are uh, we doing me, here, Chuck? Just come real on, quick,
1: Halloween kills, um. It was screened in its premiere at the Venice Film Festival because they gave Jamie Lee Curtis a Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. The reviews are, the handful of reviews I read are, it's extremely dark and it is unbelievably violent, um, which is a little surprising considering Universal made so much money off the last one. You go nastier and darker, you, you, you narrow your audience more, No.
0: Yeah. I, and th- even the trailer's dark. I mean, do you really want to see Mike Myers killing firemen? I mean, I, I, I just don't. Yeah, it, I get
1: that. I I, I I get, I get that. I do get that. Me, I, I, I don't just, like that.
0: I don't like the tone of that. I just don't, I, I don't know. It, it, it's got a zombie feel to it. What Rob Zombie? Oh, I hope. It. Oh,
1: whoa. If it had, listen, that those, especially that second Rob zombie Halloween was a, Was one of the nastiest pieces of of affliction against women I've ever seen in film. I mean, I hated that movie.
0: Well, I wasn't a fan of David Gordon Green's last one. I know you. So I
1: I I liked it more than you. It has its moments. It's not. It's not the. uh, It's not the. It's not the second coming of 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 horror greatness. Let's put it that way. No, it had issues. It had issues.
0: Well, uh, we that did miss good moments, though. Yeah, we did miss uh, Labor Day weekend, and there's some movie news re- revolving around Labor Day weekend. I got well to the, see,
1: no, the box office. Is yeah, that's what thing. I was
0: going to get to. Yeah, I saw Cinderella on Amazon actually mm-hmm. with my daughter. It was, it was OK. It's fine. Uh, camille Cabello is Cabello is very appealing, and it's got some good stuff in it. It's just a retread, though. We've known this story forever. I mean, to sit through another hour and a half of the same story again with different music. Okay, it was good enough to watch on Amazon. But uh, Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings, Marvel strikes gold once again with this movie.
1: Listen, Labor Day weekend historically is not a good weekend at all in not, movies. Even this was not on your record uh, pre-pandemic, but $90 million four-day opening. Talk about pent-up demand. I got to tell you, it's a major surprise on the upside. I
0: will tell you, they cut some good trailers for it. It did look interesting. And, you know, it's going to have that Japanese overseas audience uh, automatically, obviously. So that's going to help.
1: Here's the thing. It opened big, right? But here's here's still the issue. The movies around it, everything else. It's like one it's like one attraction only per weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not like, oh, okay, a couple like three movies did well. We're not at that point. It's like okay, it's like everybody who goes to the movies, and a lot of people did go to movies. Ninety million is ninety million. They all went to eighty-five percent of them went to one movie, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, true. the
1: industry needs uh, the 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 more pieces of a pie, not not just you know one one big piece. Well, Having said that, it's a big plus, a big positive. And this
0: is good news for James Bond, which is just a couple of weeks away, and it looks like this movie is going to get released on its release date. Um, in October 8th, I think it is. So yeah, that is really good news. Uh, and I just saw another trailer. I don't know if you saw the trailer for the matrix resurrections yet. I did.
1: Um, what do you think?
0: I, I, I know fans are probably doing cartwheels over and it looks amazing it, it, to them. I, you know, I was so turned off by two and three. It's hard for me to get jazzed up about this 20. Well, that's going to be the,
1: that's going to be the issue. I think. Yeah, I, and I think that still turns a lot of people off.
0: Yeah. And Carrie and Moss, it's nice to see her back on screen. And, and she's co-starring with Keanu Reeves. The, the amazing thing is he just looks like he's John Wick in The Matrix. So yeah. I, I, wonder I don't know if
1: I don't he was jumping from set to set. or what, What's the story? It,
0: it almost seems like but it. What, a,
1: what a rejuvenation in his career. huh?
0: He really did. Yeah. And, you know, much like Taken, it really has a lot to do with the John Wick film. Oh, uh,
1: absolutely.
0: You know, and, you know, the Bill and Ted reboot got, hurt by COVID. Obviously, I did get a chance to see it. It's not very good, but um, he's definitely got appeal, a certain sense of appeal. He's
1: likable as hell, Mike. He is likable. He is Nobody's going to say Keanu Reeves. What an amazing actor. No. He's not an amazing actor. What he is is he's a unique, interesting screen presence that has a connection to his base. He just does. And he's got staying power. He's lasted well, long.
0: He's been around oh, heck, a real yeah. long time, and he's been through you, his- I, I
1: mean, You think about it from Point Break, to Speed, to The Matrix, to yeah, John Wick,
0: yeah, it's per- uh, Matrix the- Four. It's, I'm wait- it's good. Do you think he can get Gene Hackman out of retirement for the replacements reboot? No,
1: I'd watch it. I, I, <laughs> I'm amazing because you're a big football fan like me, and you have issues with that movie. I, do, I, I love that movie. It's just I love so unrealistic. No, you're telling me, you're telling me that in a replacement team. And he's a, and he's a quarterback that gets benched for the starter, and he's he's on his he's on his boat. Yeah, he's not not on the sideline. He's on his boat. He can't come in for the second half. I I mean, don't you have to like be a? a I, isn't there? Isn't it like a? You have to announce the players before the game who are eligible. There's no eligible list. That's the well, big floor there. One more if you're flaw looking for is floors. I really yeah. doubt
0: an owner of a football team in the in in, in National Football League would hire strippers as. Uh, oh come too. on! I don't think that. That's would happen. the fun of
1: it. Okay, that's the fun of it. <laughs> I know you're, you're bringing back you're bringing back memories of Brooke Langston, who I, I was who very appealing.
0: Yeah, she was. What was yeah. that? Melrose? Was she on Melrose? or the other
1: one? She was on. Uh, no, uh, she was on Melrose. Uh, Melrose. She was on Melrose, I believe.
0: Yeah. A couple other trails. Did you see the red? Notice? She
1: had a she had a part on Friday Night Lights in the last couple of seasons too. She did that's right. She <laughs> played. Uh, had a fling with Riggins, right? A, a, a older yeah. woman, younger one. Nobody uh, cares. on younger men. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: Uh, did you yeah. see the Red Notice teaser trailer for Netflix? I did. I don't like it. Was <laughs> well, they don't really show much? It's all attitude and Need nothing it, for me. There's no story there. Uh, yeah, we, and it, we've got to talk about the Moonfall teaser.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it either. Yeah, it, I felt it was confusing. And uh, eh,
0: I tell you, it's got the Patrick Wilson jinx. It's not going to do any good once you put Patrick Wilson in a movie. Uh, he even he even make, he was awful in Aquaman too. I don't think I've liked him in a single movie. I've seen him in the one saving grace is Halle Berry's the lead, um, but Roland Emmerich. I mean, how many things are you going to just? Destro- I, doesn't destroying things get old? I mean, I I don't. I, but what's next? The galaxy imploding? Is that the last movie he makes? It's just ridiculous. How many things he's going to just okay, blow up?
1: Here's the thing about Roland Emmerich. Uh, now here's a question: Was Independence Day a, a, a fluke? A fluke. It's a fluke. was it?
0: I mean, look, uh, we both like the day after tomorrow, and you I did. Here's a, okay, here's, here's the me. thing about
1: here's the thing about day after tomorrow. I love the first half. I love the first half. The setup, everything about it I love. The second half is it's like sort of like bogs down in mediocreville. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just not what the first half was. No. but it's coherent. It's not absurd. Right. Independence and- Day. Yes, it has charming characters that uh, at times maybe the, the rubber band of plausibility stretches just a tweak, but just a tweak. And then he gets the Erwin Allen syndrome as his career goes on. He becomes more bombastic. It's like, okay, I have free will. I have free reign. I, I have success. The studio is going to let me do what I want. And I don't know what I'm doing in terms of well, uh, telling adult, adult stories in a coherent fashion without the bombastic nature of, of what he symbolizes. Well, it's most of the time,
0: most of the time, besides Independence Day, he's all tease and no payoff. Now we'll both. I, I do again 2012.
1: And, I do like the first half. Of life. I like the Patriot a lot. I know like, the Patriots, but, good but it's not a disaster it's not, movie. It's yeah, not a it's disaster not. movie, but Godzilla is a major,
0: movie. a major disappointment. Yeah, either one of us like Stargate. That's jerk. People That's like
1: a, that movie, but I do. I find that a bore fest. That's just my opinion.
0: But, I thought I thought Midway was good. Uh, I had some good moments to it. I did not like white house down. I know you did. I,
1: yeah, but, but, but the last act gets bombastic. And now it gets, too. it's gets crazy. Yeah. It gets uh, too, too much, uh,
0: you know, and it just, it, it's just too much. I, you know what? To explore Roland Emmerich's careers is, is futile because he, he might be just a one hit kind of wonder. Uh, that's for sure. Chuck. Um, all right. Any other movie news that we have out there that you wanted to bring up? I, I got some TV about? news.
1: I, I I was I just read in the trade that uh, according to reports, there has been some fairly active discussion, discussion on Fox reviving 24 uh, oh in some capacity. Now, it doesn't say it didn't say no. It didn't say yes. Keith, Sutherland's involvement. But let's be honest, uh, they did in 2017, 24 Legacy with Corey Hawkins. Very watchable, but it wasn't vintage 24. Here's my here's here's the thing. I I want your opinion on this.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I'm currently rewatching. Okay, um, does it bother
1: Does it bother you when and I I, listen, Keith Sutherland, I don't think ever became a movie star, but he became a movie star on TV with 24 and Jack Bauer. That show is awesome.
0: He became iconic. He did.
1: Okay, iconic. That show is awesome. What an adult. Great. What a great adult program for network TV. And he he was just he's he was perfectly cast. He's a John McClane of TV, right? He is. He is. Okay. so here's the deal. Does it bother you that he has to know there is a massive fan base that wants him to do this? Give us Jack Bauer one couple more years, right? Why don't I just do it? They could
0: throw the bank at him, too. Uh, It'll never be a money issue.
1: No, it will not be a money issue. He will make big money.
0: Were there ever didn't you say this to me or there were rumblings or maybe we made this up in our heads? No, John, I know what you're going to say. A John McClane, Jack Bauer movie. The
1: idea the idea was actually pitched. Because they both, 20th Century Fox, control both, Fox, controlled both yeah. properties. Yeah. Of doing, because, you know, Bruce Willis, his career was starting to lag, getting a little older, and did 20th Century Fox want to invest $100 million in a Die Hard movie again. So why not take John McClane and then Jack Bauer, pop him into a movie? Because there was going to be a 24 movie, and right. uh, and with with uh, Keith's husband Jack Bauer at the height of 24's popularity, the problem is they never could come up to a money agreement. Right. The producers needed 100 million dollars plus, and and the studio 20th Century Fox was like, ah, we'll give you 70 or 80. We're not giving you 120. So it never materialized. But the idea was floated. Let's do John McClane, Jack Bauer. I would that would be awesome, Mike. That I think that would I would be awesome. You yeah, get the right they... screenwriter. You get the right screenwriter.
0: Sure. Somehow they could exist in the same universe. Oh, There's, they no, could. Doubt about it. They,
1: there's no doubt.
0: Uh, Chuck, they, be- they before we move on, uh, do you have any other movie news? Because I couple,
1: don't.
0: There's a couple of uh, passings over the last couple of weeks. I want to get to and one quite recently that just happened. A very strong character actor and very popular on the TV series. The Wire um, Broadwork Empire as well. Michael Kenneth Williams yeah, who sure. seemed to be a, a quite a rising star, especially among an actor's actor. Right. Um, he passes away at the, at the young age of uh, 54. And obviously yeah, he's, horrible. He, he's uh, nominated for some Emmys as well. Um, I believe. Well, I, I I, I,
1: I did not watch a lot of the wire. I know it's a claim. People love the wire. Some people think it's the greatest TV show of all time. I, hear I did watch, lot. I did love Bulwark Empire. I remember his character of Chalky. Yep. And I remember the critical nods he got and people, you know, say this guy's going to be a big name in the industry. Um, yeah, it's a bummer when I heard that story.
0: Yeah, it, it it really is. And I remember him on the HBO series, The Night of. He was a good character on that. Uh, yeah, just but the one that bothered you know not that one dying bothers me more than the other. But when I heard Ed Asner passed away, and yeah, and now the only living survivor of the Mary Tyler Moore Show is, is Betty White at this point. We lost Gavin McLeod last and, year. And
1: you know what's interesting about Betty? Well, I was thinking about this uh, a couple of months ago. You know, she was so 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 in the in the limelight like a couple of years ago, Betty White, Betty White, you know, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Awesome. It's talent. Yeah.
0: And yeah, now yeah. you don't
1: see her. Probably she's got to that point where
0: her health might be in the
1: way. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I mean, that's why <clears throat> I know we're changing topics, but that's the fun of what we do. Well,
0: here. you know, with, you know, with Ed Bar- Asner, Barbara you,
1: Walters, Barbara Walters, you don't see her anymore. No. Right. Well,
0: let's talk, let's focus on Ed Asner. I know okay. you've, you've had crushes on Betty White and and, and, uh, and Barbara Walters. No, oh, not the last
1: couple of years. No. Um,
0: you know, you talk about Jack Bauer being iconic. TV yeah. role. I mean, there's really no more. I think Lou Grant became more iconic than Mary Tyler Moore than Mary Richards did from that show. You know, you think about Louis De Palma, yeah. uh, Lou Grant. I mean, these are signature TV roles. And I'm I'm rewatching the Mary Tyler Moore show on. Great, on, it's
1: a great sitcom. Mike. It's a
0: great sitcom. But the one thing that stands out each and every episode is Ed Asner. He dominates that yeah, show. Yeah, he much does dominate,
1: like- but his per- You know why? Because the the character in, in some in not. In some ways, has a little bit of an Archie Bunkerism to him, yes. right? Yes, he's, yeah, grumpy. He, he's, grumpy. He's, he's, he's grumpy, but but the heart Big is heart. good. Big the heart, heart is right. good.
0: They knew how to write him best. They, they knew did, what they dialogue did, to give him. But
1: she was such a talent, Mary Tyler yeah. Moore. They they played off they those two especially played off each other really beautifully. Now they, they sort of knew they knew they they felt a yeah. soul in each other. Was it was a, very special.
0: Yeah, well, there was a chemistry there. That but here's know, the
1: thing: I was reading when he did Lou Grant he had a lot of anxiety doing that show because he went in thinking, okay, is this is going to have the same tone as Mary Tyler Moore? Then he realizes that it's a, it's, it's basically a straight, it's a straight drama. Yeah. Uh, and, and he, and he, and it took a little, it took a little time. A
0: little adjustment. Yeah.
1: To, to understand that tone. But he but, got a lot uh, of he, critical
0: praise for the, oh, the of drama. course.
1: And listen, he was a fantastic talent. If you look like, like he was, he played, um, Nick Nolte and Peter Strauss's horrible father Oh yeah, uh, in Rich Man, Poor Man. He's forget- a good actor.
0: Let's not forget him in uh, Roots as well. Yeah, yeah holy uh, cow. And, you know, he didn't have much of a movie career, but it got resurgence when he played the voice in Up. He was the old man. Yeah, so yes. kids it, are uh, all a big over. Role, knew who, big role. Big role for him. And then, you look, he had a role. He, he was he was still working. He was on Cobra Kai. He was, uh, you know, he plays, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Let uh, me, step-dad. I, I
1: saw her. Let me ask you a question about that. Does it when you when you watch somebody your whole life, a talent, right, right from generation and then they hit a point like they're in the 90s and it's so 89 in there and you see him pop up on Cobra Kai, you know, when he's really old. Yeah, he's old. Bother you? Does it bother you?
0: I mean, bother me? It's a slap in the face of reality. I don't know if it bothers me. It's it's something we can't avoid. I know I
1: get I get get it, but. It just, I don't know.
0: I'd rather come, him do they, they that come, role than somebody I don't know. Yeah, no, mighty. I get
1: it. it just, I just—I I think there comes a point where, I don't want to use the word, it just feels, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It, it's just an emotional response. It's sad. I guess <laughs> huh? uh, yes, it, so it maybe. is.
0: It's sad. You know? I get that feeling now when I see Michael Caine. It's like, oh, you know, he's getting to that point where.
1: And, and I just saw still a Morgan Freeman. He's getting up there too. He is. Now, I mean, um, getting up there, these people. There
0: is one movie role that I do remember Ed Nasner growing up in. Do you remember? There's like one movie he was in that was totally out of left field that he had a co-starring role. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Big star yeah. was in it. I'm not sure. A cop movie. Come on. Oh, no. One of our favorite actors, Paul Newman. Ed Asner.
1: Oh, was it uh, Fort Apache? Yeah,
0: Fort Apache, the Bronx.
1: Oh, and listen, talk about a forgotten movie.
0: Yeah, uh, the Ed Asner plays his boss in that movie. And tell
1: me who the big name in that opposite Paul Newman, who was on a TV show with Hot Property. Yeah, Ken Ken Wall. Wall, Yeah, and and and
0: Danny Aiello is the guy. Remember Ken Wall
1: in The Wanderers? Yeah, he was. He he could have been a big. He could have been a big name. I mean, he had a run. Yeah, he Wise did. guy, right? He did. Yeah, he had a lot of personal demons, though. He did. He did. And that's uh, you know, not a good thing.
0: Well, Danny Aiello is the cop that tosses the guy off the roof, too. So, yeah, was a I remember seeing that in
1: a movie theater, sold out audience. That, but, you know, you can't even get that movie's not even on DVD. Nah, uh, I no. think it's on YouTube. You can watch it for free.
0: Uh, Chuck, let's do yeah, uh, Mike. let's do fast five fast, because we've uh, got, got a lot go. of movies to get to here with uh, okay. going back Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast. Cliff Robertson.
1: Uh. Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, uh, he he also was in uh, Malone with Burt Reynolds. It's like that's like a favorite B movie of mine in the eighties. Yeah, and not a he, big budget. I just like that movie for some reason.
0: Yeah, probably Ben Parker. Yeah.
1: But I, I, do. I, I lo- listen. I love his line of, of, with, with uh, great with great power. What what is the line? Great
0: power comes great responsibility. Yeah, it's yeah. very accurate. Um, right? I I liked him. He's the villain in Three Days of the Condor too. I just remember mm-hmm. that he was very good. How about Brian De Palma? Got to be Untouchables, right?
1: Yeah, it's a perfect movie. It he's really he's a fa- he's a fascinating filmmaker.
0: What would he's be? Done... Two, what would be two? Blowout.
1: Uh, I like blow. Uh, no, yeah, blowout would be there. Not and not, I like body double.
0: Yeah, body doubles. Good. But no,
1: blowouts. Blowout also is a, it's like a nine point five out of ten film. That's a great movie. I know. I still think Travolta, John Travolta. That is John Terrell's best movie that you don't feel he's a star. It feels like he's right. just an actor, working actor. That's why the movie works so well.
0: How about Colin Firth? It's ironic. He shares a birthday this weekend with Hugh Grant. So Colin Firth and Hugh Grant, both in the Bridget Jones's movies. Yeah. I think Colin Firth, I think of uh, I think of both of these guys in Love Actually for some reason.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, and he's a Mamma Mia, right?
0: Mamma Mia, yeah, he's very good in that he, too. He won,
1: he, King, he won Speech? King Speech, yeah. Hey, listen, he's a super likable, super likable talent. He's just yeah. really likable. I said that's his strength. He's just likable.
0: Same thing with Hugh Grant. What's Hugh? When you think Hugh Grant, what do you think?
1: Um, Notting Hill, super likable. Notting Hill, yeah. Not- I, I still think I mean a Pretty Woman. I, I Pretty Woman is a great movie, and it's a massive hit, and it, and it put Julia Roberts in mega stardom. But I got to tell you, if you told me sitting in the theater right now, watch one Julia Roberts movie, one U Grant movie, it's Notting Hill. Yeah, I love really that good. film.
0: And he's fun in nine months, too. We both had a good time watching that. And movie. he's, and, and, he's and, funny. And, in that. and of
1: course, Love Actually. Yeah. It, you know, it's great. Close it up.
0: Last but not least, yep. uh, this might be difficult for you Adam Sandler.
1: Hey. Listen, now, I, I, yeah. I've always said, Mr. Deeds makes me laugh. It just makes me laugh. I know that you, you look at Lennon Morton's book; he gives it one star. No, uh, movie, a uh, uh, movie to me, so funny.
0: You got to see Uncut Gems. You yeah, gotta I got to see Uncut it. Gems. I know it's a fantastic movie. I was
1: I was saying to somebody today about Adam Sandler. Listen, nobody's going to say Adam Sandler. Uh, you know, his career is uh, you know up there with uh, you know Citizen
0: Kane. Yeah, yeah, right. Pacino,
1: yeah. Denis, but. He knows what the heck he's doing. He, he he's very pa- he's very he has a legacy. He's very powerful in the industry. He cuts deals. He's still making big money on that in that Netflix deal. Um, say what and, you want, Acquire taste or whatever. Even a movie like Grown Ups. I mean, come on, it, it, I I can watch that movie and enjoy the heck out of it. I just can
0: all the time. You know, I yep. don't
1: care what the critics. I don't. It, I, don't I remember either. sitting in a theater. Watching that film, and I was like grinning ear to ear. I had a good time watching it. And that's a good thing, right? It's comfort food. It really is. That's a good word. I agree.
0: All right, Chuck, let's go back 40 years and Labor Day weekend releases. And it's interesting. Go back to 1981. Mm -hmm. Um, I just saw they they did a, uh, a, a, you know, kind of look back at this movie uh, that came out on August 28th, 1981. And the transformation of Kathleen Turner and uh, William Hurt. And they've had an unbelievable career. Career since this point, and I think body heat started it all for these two, especially through the eighties. They became really superstars, and a lot of it had to do from the heat from Body Heat, which was a big hit that came out on August 28th, back in nineteen
1: eighty one. That was a big hit back in the day. And let's be honest, um, shows you how the culture's changed in movie going habits. That opens now. Does it even register in movie theaters?
0: Yeah no I mean I don't I mean, know it it's just a different type of movie that was
1: a very that's when very adult oriented material genre.
0: could, re- film. could register definitely a genre big film. yeah could register yeah. big but you think about it it was before the fatal attractions and the basic, basic instinct, instincts and all this was the first one really of yeah. its kind and it, and it struck a nerve and a lot of people went to see it that was like one of those cuz i was 11 12 that was when it came on hbo No, no, I'm not allowed to watch that movie, Chuck. Uh, Not at all. Um, In 1982. Boy, oh, boy, we're hitting the bottom of the barrel here. Do you remember a horror movie called The Incubus?
1: Uh, Is that Taya Shire?
0: I believe it might be. Yeah, that came out in 1982, along with Homework, which was uh, Jackie Collins or not. Oh, boy. Judy Collins. Yeah. And Jekyll and Hyde together again. We're movies
1: f- like you know here, here, here you bring you bring back. <laughs> a, movies like homework, right? That wouldn't even I don't even know if you could get a, a Walmart DVD b- bin spot. <laughs> uh p- people that those movies pack theaters like it's opening weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh
1: that's pre-internet. That is really pre-internet like I I mean I can't even fathom people going to see something like that in a movie theater now.
0: A lot of movies there came out Lord. in 19, 1983 on Labor Day, September 2nd. How about this one, Chuck? And you might remember this anthology movie. Do you remember the movie Nightmares? It had one of the storylines was uh, Emilio Estevez yeah, I do. as a video. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Game Geek, Yeah, right? I remember it. I
1: remember and it.
0: Then you had uh, Mortuary came out. That's one of those schlocky uh, dis- uh, slasher movies. Yeah,
1: that's one of those... That's one of those uh you know, the box cover and the poster better than the quality of the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, so those these are the type of really, we, you know, we were joking about how none of these movies really on Labor Day. It's not really. But you go back into the early 80s uh, forget about it. The, none of these movies or anybody were, was going to the movies to see. In fact, uh, Mortuary made one million seven hundred thousand dollars in its total run, Chuck. But wow. yet somehow. It you rented it right at the at the video circus. The box is pretty, pretty, pretty the box. a cool.
1: box cover would always get you. All
0: right. We got a couple on August 31st, 1984. One of our favorite, if not our favorite movie years. Bolero came out August 31st, 1984. Chuck, talk about Bolero.
1: Well, uh, Bo Derek, who was a massive se- a sex symbol back in that time from the movie Ten. Yep. And then uh, I, I guess, you know, she became her own cottage industry. And, uh, you know, independent producer got a hold of, of I guess, her uh, career. And, uh, you know, they sold a TNA aspect of it. George Kennedy is in it, isn't he? Yeah, is he, he in Bolero? He's he in Bolero. Yeah, he right? is. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible movie that was critically lambasted. I don't think it made two cents anyway.
0: It made nine but, million but she dollars. Let's overall. be honest,
1: she was a beautiful woman. She was. She did I mean, the Tarzan
0: movie, woman. right? Her husband yeah. would direct these movies. Uh, John, Derrick. John Derrick. Yeah,
1: he was, um, was much older, but
0: she struck a chord, though, with 10. And then she made a movie career out of it. And I mean, also uh, 1984 a movie called Flashpoint, which I just actually watched with Chris Christopher yeah, yeah. and Tree Williams. Yeah.
1: Interesting movie.
0: Kind of a JFK conspiracy. Not movie. a great
1: movie, though. No, no. I, I mean, it's like yeah, it's like. I remember watching. I remember watching it in a theater. I mean, uh, there's, it's, no there's, no, yeah. there's no action in it at no. all.
0: Uh, and how about this one, Chuck? Yeah, Chud. Do you remember what Chud stands for?
1: Uh, I should tell me.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm, this is. Off, I'm guessing yeah. is it cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller? Correct. Yes, it is. It is. Correct. And the co-star Daniel Stern and, and John and Hurd, it has right? a
1: massive cult following.
0: And it's actually a decent movie. Yes, it Chuck. is. It actually is. I know is. it is it was a good movie. it was like a lot like alligators a good movie too this was a decent movie but you got a I couple of decent leads in in uh in in the in their roles I, you got to give them credit they were credits too um all the, for some reason that movie's got um a following because i just think it was done well you know um american ninja compromising positions flesh and blood come out in 1985 not even worth the breath to talk about it chuck About 1986, we move along with Labor Day movies that were released uh, for Labor Day weekend. You've got, uh, boy, oh boy, Shanghai Surprise came out Labor Day weekend, 1986.
1: That's the Seagull to Shanghai Noon.
0: No, it's not. No, it's no. That's the movie with uh, Madonna and uh, Sean Penn. Yeah.
1: Like, hold on. Let me slap myself. You got yeah, way you know, ahead of yourself. Nah, I got way ahead of myself. <laughs> this
0: is 1986, dude.
1: Yeah. I got to tell you something about Madonna in the movies. Uh, I didn't like her at all.
0: Nah, it didn't really ever translate. I, it.
1: I, I did not. For me, Rune Dick Tracy for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh she was good in the League of the Own. I'll give her that. How about that? We'll give well, her that one. The
1: ensemble carries out. That's a great yeah. movie. Uh, how Uh She's 19- fine in that movie. Yeah.
0: 1987, you had a prayer for the dying, which is a Sean Young and uh and uh, what's his Matt Dillon's in that movie the yeah. fourth protocol came out that year with the Michael Caine and a very young Pierce Brosnan as the villain in that. I, yeah, do remember, that I, remember, the,
1: I remember the DVD box. I got him
0: uh, a Vietnam movie. Hamburger Hill came out back in 1987 with a very young Dylan McDermott in that one, Chuck. And that's a decent Vietnam movie. If you haven't seen it, um, go check it out. 1988, Chuck, a couple of baseball movies come out. Eight Men Out, which to me is a classic baseball film. But agree or disagree? I yeah, mean, I agree. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. How about Stealing Home, which had Jody Foster in a cameo role in it and Mark Harmon as a star? Okay, I I'm going to tell you something. Love about this it. movie, and I know people that hate this movie who, too. Who?
1: Read the director. Tell me the director.
0: The director of Stealing Home is, I got it, it's got to come to me. I met him. Oh, that's right. It's uh, the, 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 the,
1: what, he's a screenwriter the, of Back to School.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: Right, uh, great... Can Camp, uh, right? Uh, yeah. I, and and um, I met I met him. I, I told you, he's a great guy. He was He was an actor on the on the original Bob Newhart show. He got a chance to direct that movie, and we talked about that. I was actually going to screen it at the theater. we, we never it never materialized, but. Um Steve Campman is name. Stephen was.
0: Campman, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and great. I just want to g- give him a plug for great guys. He was a great guy.
0: But the movie didn't amount to much on the uh on in the box. I know a lot of people that don't yeah. like the movie. Uh, Hot the Trot comes out too. That was a Bobcat Goldthwaite uh horse oh, movie. Oh, I remember
1: that. I remember that one.
0: And betrayed about uh Deborah Winger in infiltrating the Kuka. Bobcat
1: Goldgray. Would he would he <laughs> would he thrive in today's movies? I don't know. I don't think so. I Police bring up, Academy two on, but no, um, I
0: bring up a KKK movie and you go right back to a horse movie. With Bob oh, okay. Both way. Uh, Tom Berenger, Deborah Winger betrayed. That's a decent movie too. Yeah, that, a came decent out, movie. that came out that, uh, holiday weekend. Yeah. Again, none of these movies are making a ton of money though. Um, how you about gotta a 19- be a movie.
1: You gotta be a big movie fan and know a lot of these movies. though. No. This is a,
0: this is a deep one coming up here in 1989. Um, do you remember Relentless with Judd Nelson as a serial killer? I
1: do, because I'm going to tell you another story. The director is tell me the director,
0: the director of man, you're making me come up with uh,
1: this. Yeah. Tell me.
0: Uh, I do remember Leo Rossi as the cop in that movie. Well, tell actually, me the director. Uh, the he did du- Mania,
1: I did the Mania. Did, cop the,
0: did the, the, the uh, but, but I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. OK, the
1: director of that film came to our theater. A friend got a hold of him. William
0: Lustig? William? Yes,
1: William Lustig. yeah, And and William screened Relentless on a brand new 35 millimeter print that my friend Scott, who you know, had a cut. All right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I like that movie. It's, it's a, a good, good movie. movie. Oh, Robert it's good Loggia's movie.
0: got a good role in that movie, actually. Yeah. And you know who wrote it? Uh,
1: I'll tell you a quick story. Not a lot of people showed up. right? He did a QA. and right. a So he screened a movie. So I started asking him questions. You know my personality. So I started asking him questions, and I said to him uh, about um, he did that really violent uh, um, movie with Joe Spinell. Remember that movie?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maniac.
1: Maniac. Okay. Yeah. So I said to him, I said before I got here, I was watching Maniac, um, and it was on YouTube for free. And he got, you could tell he got pissed. He got pissed off. I bet. And he's like, yeah. for free. And I said, I said, I said, yeah, but, but before you call anybody, let me watch the second half. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know he didn't like it, but I said it. I, I couldn't help myself.
0: But uh, uh, Do you know who wrote Relentless? No. Philip Alden Robinson. Wow. The director of Field of Dreams. Of Field right? of Dreams. Um, wow. So there's talent behind that movie. Yeah. It's actually it, pretty it, good.
1: And Judd Nelson actually he was an interesting talent.
0: Yeah, he was. He was
1: interesting is a good word. Yeah, um, interesting.
0: 1990 at American Ninja Four and the Lemon Sisters come out. Lemon Sisters, I believe. Uh, uh, I, I, I off the top of my head, what's her was name? Is that Beth
1: Miller and uh, Goldie Diane Horn? Keaton? Or, yeah, yeah
0: uh, something like that. I don't know. It's not real. We, we weren't the uh, the target. The no, movie
1: there. was a lemon. I gotta tell you that go. Goldie Horn's career really started to wane at that point. I think.
0: How about uh, Child's Play Three came out in 1991, thirty years ago, Chuck. Three, yeah, it took, took
1: place in a military facility. I actually That's liked right. it. I, I Honestly, I got to tell you, I, I I liked the first three childhood movies. I, I enjoyed the first one's the best, but the two Obviously. sequels I liked. Right. I did like.
0: Uh, one of my favorite uh, movies released on Labor Day weekend. It came out in 1992. I love Honeymoon in Vegas. It's one of Nicolas Cage's funniest movies and best movies. Big, and it was in, a big hit. Big hit. Uh, Pet Cemetery 2 came out. That weekend as well, along with Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. They tried to tap into that cult hit on TV. Uh, Pet Cemetery 2 was the follow up for Edward Furlong, right? That was after T2. Yeah. He and Anthony Edwards were in Pet yeah, Cemetery 2. It's it's,
1: it's it's um, it's not it's, good. No, it's not it's good at all. It's watchable, but you know.
0: Uh, and then in uh, 1993, you had a movie called King of the Hill. I don't know what that is. So we're going to move on, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you know what King of the Hill I is, I don't. Uh Boxing Helena came out that year too, Chuck. Remember I remember. The,
1: I remember the controversy of. uh I know Kim Bassing had a lawsuit. Yep. I she's, yeah, it was you scenes right? Yeah, and yep. something, yep. And, and it was a, it was a disturbing concept about yep. somebody who cuts the arms and legs off somebody and puts them in a box, right? Bill, it's just, yeah, Bill Bassing's
0: I mean, in that movie. Yeah,
1: I mean that's. I mean, how? Who was the director? I mean, well, but. Who, this is to get talent involved with that concept. Yeah, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes some of these up and coming directors can do it, or you know, name directors who want to do something weird, and that's weird.
0: Fortress came out that weekend too, Chuck, and that was the uh, Christopher Lambert uh, escape movie. Yeah, I, remember, I remember, remember seeing that in the theater. Yeah. Actually, no. that
1: was some that was interesting sci-fi. That movie.
0: Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. Nineteen ninety-four. You had Milk Money come out. What? This one of Chuck's favorite movies. Chuck, talk about Milk Money.
1: Uh, that was with uh, Ed Harris. Uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the amazing pairing of Ed Harris and Melanie Griffith. She played a hooker. He played the next door neighbor. Uh, critics didn't like it. I to tell you no, that.
0: <laughs> critics didn't like it. Maybe because they made a kids' movie out of <laughs> a, a stripper. I mean, what are we doing here, Chuck? Uh, it uh, is a little uh, off-putting to say the least. Um. <laughs> In 1995, the prophecy came out. That was a horror movie with Christopher uh, Christopher Walken. Do you remember? They made a. He started making a couple of those. I think Eric Stoltz was in that movie as yeah. well. I think he had a little mini career out of the prophecy movies.
1: Yeah, uh, they, got, they got Walken. walking Walken to come back for like the DVD sequels. Yeah,
0: he did. He did. He, he play, I guess he played. He plays the devil in that. I think. Yeah, he
1: play, I think he plays uh, the Antichrist.
0: Yep. Uh, 1996, The Crow, City of Angels. Chuck, uh, that was uh, the uh, the uh, Brandon Lee, right? The, That's the first to one. Yeah, the, is- it's the follow up to that one. Right. It was like they made another one to kind of honor that one. No. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. Just- Listen,
1: I got to tell you, the first one I thought he was a really he would have been a nice screen, a uh, screen talent going yeah. forward. He was good in it. It has one really good sequence, uh, like an emotional scene, him and a little girl. But I, I always felt that movie was flat.
0: How about First Kid comes out that year, too, Chuck? Now, do you remember who the star? Sinbad, right? Yeah, but do you remember who and, the and kid Hartman. was?
1: I, I don't.
0: And nobody does because it's not very important. Uh, right. Robert Guillaume is uh, in that movie as well, Chuck. One of Benson. our favorites. Yes. Benson. Uh, for,
1: that was 1996.
0: 1997, yep. as we breeze through these unbelievable, successful keep uh, Labor reason, Day.
1: Keep breezing.
0: How about this one? Labor Day weekend fire down below, which I absolutely abhor. Chuck. OK,
1: so Seagal actually directed that movie. Michael Caine in the, in the weirdest makeup uh, <laughs> and, and, and jet black dyed hair plays the villain. Um, it's not good.
0: It's awful. Yeah, it is absolutely a pathetic movie um, and it's so
1: heavy handed and preachy.
0: Yeah, um, very much so. Very much. He's got some. He's
1: got this strong environmental and then, message. Yeah,
0: man. and then he's got. It's stoop- like
1: it's like it's like hey, okay. Not only do you see the movie, but when you walk in at the theater, they hit you over the head with <laughs> pamphlets like twenty pounds <laughs> of like environment. Environment. Okay, I get the picture. I understand.
0: How about nineteen ninety eight? A movie they thought was going to be a bigger hit, but it wasn't. Nineteen ninety eight fifty four came out. That was Mike Myers playing the guy who started the studio fifty. Yeah, I
1: mean it's a misfire, but it's an interesting misfire.
0: And uh, Why Do Fools Fall in Love also came out that year, too. And that was a Frankie Lyman movie, right? That they, 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 he did. Uh, who's that guy? I can't remember his name. But uh, that was a, a a small hit back in the Labor Day of 1998, 1999. Chuck, uh, Chill Factor comes out. And this is one of those post Oscar movies that Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in. And you're like, what the hell is this? Oh, that, that's, a,
1: that's a show for a different day. Uh, <laughs> his post Oscar Jerry Maguire phase of his career, it's just it's 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 one for the record books.
0: Yeah, and that was with Skeet Ulrich, if you remember, it was an remember action movie. In, yeah, and and, Scream. Yep. Yep. And also,
1: right. uh, also uh, Jericho, a pretty nifty TV show on CBS. I liked him, and I like that show.
0: Chuck in 2000, Highlander Endgame came out. Another, I don't, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> another reboot, and then we'll we'll wrap up here in 2001, and we'll do the next 20 years next week. But in 2001. Uh, which was 20 years ago. Obviously, it was the weekend before the tragic events of what would happen September 11th. And I believe we did a show a couple weeks back about what was in theaters, you know, when 9-11 hit. And um, the biggest one was Jeepers Creepers was a big okay. Labor Day it weekend. That was good. Hit. I like that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, a good horror movie uh, that came out that weekend. Chuck, we'll do the next 20 years. Uh, hopefully we get some better movies in there. I think Honeymoon in Vegas is the only one that stood out for me because there's a lot of you know, like we said,
1: Labor Day it, it, it's a is a dumping ground. ground. It's a dumping ground because yep. that's why the success of Shang-Chi is it, it's, it, on multiple psychological levels. How that happens is very interesting.
0: Yeah. And like I said, it's it's a good sign. And hopefully we keep that momentum going to uh, to James Bond in a couple of weeks. All right, Chuck, we'll do it all over again next week.
1: Mike, uh, always a pleasure to the audience. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.